five. <laughs> Why are men not approaching women anymore? What is the red pill? For that matter, what is the blue pill? Tonight is part five of our series on love, dating, and relationships in 2021. It's time to jump off live. I'm yours truly, Jeff A. Smith, and I'm joined by the rest of Team Jump Off. We have DJ, a.k.a. that dude named Dave, JD, a.k.a. JD, <laughs> John, a.k.a. Johnny Dangerous. And we're also joined tonight yet again by honorary members of Team Jump Off. We have the amazing and intelligent Dr. Zoe Stallings of Musk mm-hmm. Clinic in North Carolina. And from the channel, Mike's Philippine Journey YouTube star, Mike E. is in the place to be. As you're watching the show, please be sure to like the video and subscribe to our channel. Also, you can check us out on Zingo TV, channels 249 and 250. And if you're on the go, you can find us on your favorite podcast streaming app. So without further ado, DJ, kick us off. Hey, before we get started, gotta let everybody know, we need that HBO special. You know what that HBO special is? Help a brother out. Click like, subscribe, bell notification. I'm going to say that every time I get started here at the end of every show. <laughs> Come on now. HBO special hooker, brother. Help us out here. We out here. So <laughs> what are we talking about here, guys? <laughs> We're talking about dating and women can't have the truth about what men actually know here. There were several questions I was bringing to each one of you guys this week, especially our honorary lady, Dr. Zoe here. And... There are so many things that's happening in Dayton. We talked about making a sandwich. We talked about taking the last name. But one of the serious problems that we're seeing here is why are men not really approaching women? What is really happening here in the Dayton world where women in their 30s are complaining, where are the eligible bachelors at? What is actually happening here? So we're going to talk about several, several topics here, and as well as that red pill that some people know about, some people don't know about. Are you a blue pill or maybe a purple pill? So let's kick this off of our panel here. We got the jump off crew. We ready to go here. I want to start off our first question here before we get into the nitty gritty. Let's warm this up here, guys. Why men are not approaching women today? So, you know, let's go with the guest here. You know, Mikey, you weren't here with us last week, so I'm going to go to you first here. I always go to Zoe first, but I'm going to give her a break for a second here. <laughs> so if you don't mind, Mikey, uh, why are men not approaching women these days? What do you, what do you think? Well, I mean, with with a lot of the stuff that's going on with this whole Me Too movement, how it unfortunately got kind of hijacked by some people. And the biggest problem with that is that at any given moment in time, a lot of people, a lot of women have unfortunately put down men. And I think men are starting to wake up and realize what's going on. I mean, at, at any given, I mean, they have this thing called angels shots now. Are you guys from? Are you guys familiar with the angel shot? Yeah. yeah so down, the angel shot is if a woman feels that she's being harassed by a man. Now, here's the thing. I understand how that goes, right? There are guys out there. There's outliers, but you have women now ordering angel shots just to have the bartender get rid of the guy that's trying to talk to her. And oh. So. That's one of the things that we're facing a lot as men. And the thing, though, is women now are just, you know, much. there's nothing wrong with having women power and different things. But men are tired of that stuff. Men are tired of the games that are happening. And I think that a lot of men now is, at the same time is starting to talk to each other. This whole thing about barbershop talk, this whole thing about locker room talk, I think has, this, has now come over to YouTube land 
where a lot of people are um, are after this stuff. So I think guys are now start talking that we don't need to do that. That's why you, if you go to YouTube, if you go to TikTok, if you go to Instagram, you have a bunch of girls who are single saying that why are no men approaching me anymore? Where where did the, all the good guys gone? And I think that women don't ask the question of where are the good women? Where have they gone? And so just this whole pressure of this whole stuff, guys are just like, forget it. I'm not going to approach a woman no more. It's time for them to approach us. And now we're seeing marriage rates dropping down. Now we're seeing, you know, divorce rates dropping down. And that's just where we are. I think men are just sick and tired of, of, of the standards that women are expecting. The, the typical, you know, if you guys know what I'm talking about, the, the, the devil's number, right? The devil's number that women are going for. It's a 666. What that is, six-foot man, six-figure <laughs> income, right? You have that. The six, you know, the, the six, six, six. <laughs> What's that oh, wow. last six, player? What's the last <laughs> What's that last six, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> that a minimum stick? of a six-inch dick. So there's these standards that are women. If you're not, if you're not going to meet the standards of a lot well, of women nowadays, <laughs> there you have it, folks. Right? If, if you're not going to meet the standards of certain women, they want you to brush off. It's that whole hypergamy stuff that's going on, and I think it's just working bad for women now because men are starting to talk. That's why there's that stuff with Kevin, you know, Kevin Samuels now being petitioned to get him the hell out because women are like, oh, don't talk about him. You have pastors now saying, don't talk to, don't, you know, you can't talk about this stuff no more because the only guy that a woman should actually listen to are the pastors. And I think that guys are starting to revolt. So for the guys that already found their significant other, good for you, kudos for you. For the guys that are still single who don't know how to navigate the whole system, Sucks for them. Man, Mikey, you came with some heat for the first few minutes here on <laughs> the show. Man, Charles Robinson. Shout out to our chat. Our chat's always popping, man. Charles Robinson. You're right, man. The double's a lie at times. You got that right, man. So, Zoe, you're the woman on the panel here. Yes. Why, why men not approaching women? What is your perspective on why that's this is actually happening right now? I just, you know, I think there's so much of a breakdown in terms of how we communicate. I really wish we could just stop start in middle school, right? <laughs> in middle school, I wish we could have classes where we teach young men and young women how to talk to each other. Yeah. Um, I was watching YouTube and I literally, I, I couldn't even turn it off. This guy was clearly hurt and scarred for life. Uh, and it wasn't Kevin Samuels. I mean, I don't have a problem with Kevin Samuels. Um, the issue I had was the gentleman who was on this channel literally uh, was talking about how to hurt women. And I keep thinking hurt people hurt people, right? So. We have uh, all these opportunities in our you know, community to date, but we miss them when we're young. And so the more you get shot down, and you know, I was talking to my brother, he said, imagine if you walked around and got shot down as many times as men get shot down. I mean, I've, I have never experienced that. I have never had to walk up to three or four guys and be like, hey, you know, try to shoot my shot, get shot down, do it again, get shot down and do it again. Um, that's a, that's a little traumatic. And so if we take it back to how many times can a person truly get shot down and the way that we're shooting people down. So I think there are so many ways that, um, we get to this place. How do we get here? I think women have horrendously shot down dudes. I mean, I'm on Instagram hearing a story of a girl who gets, 
I want to say flewed out because, you know, that's what the young folks say. But she was flown out to uh, meet a man out of town, gets there. He puts her up in a hotel. He comes to take her out. And she says, I don't want to go out with you um, and plays him. So imagine how he will treat the next woman after that. Uh, I was in a wedding, wonderful wedding. Six months later, the, the, the bride calls me and says, I hope you're not upset, but I'm getting divorced because I didn't realize that you know it was gonna be this hard to be married. After the man paid for the wedding and the ring and all these things, how do you think he's gonna treat the next woman? So in a lot of times, hurt people hurt people. And sometimes if you get shot down enough times, you stop. But there are still really quality folks out there. I think it just means that women, their whole podcast geared towards women making themselves more attractive and alluring. We talked about this with the bonnets, right? If you're walking around in your bonnet, you look unapproachable. Um, and some women, you know, it's been referred to that bonnet as the, the armor, you know, <laughs> stay away. But, you know, we talk about how women can be more inviting. We talk about how you can be more engaging. But sometimes women might need to start shooting their shot. They're doing it in Atlanta. Women shoot their shot all the time in Atlanta. They go up to men and ask them, are you available? Are you legally married? Are you married by the eyes of the IRS? Are you married? Can anybody claim you on their taxes? Um, women ask men what their status are and they, and they shoot their shots. Uh, women are signing up in the DMs and shooting their shot too. Um, I think now in this day and age with feminism and the Me Too movement, it's more of an equal opportunity, but men are tired of getting shot down. And many of my guy friends say they don't even bother. Um, they're not gonna buy the drinks that it might take to talk up a girl who's just going to drink the drink and move on. And we talked about what we say was called foodie, foodie call. Foodie calls. Exactly. You know, it's, I think that we really have to think about how we've deteriorated to get to this point where men don't talk to women and how we can try to work on it, you know, at the middle school level. Interesting, though. I like that viewpoint there. John, I see you. You, uh, you and uh, like you're in Grizzly, you know, <laughs> Uncle John status over there. You're pondering over there. What you got for me, man? I know you got something serious with this here, oh, man. man. Why are men not approaching women? Well, I mean, a lot of men are just tired of catching that beatbox spit. You know what I'm saying? They go approach a female <laughs> before they even get close enough. Wait, 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 John. Repeat that again. Say, say that again. I'm, I'm going to break it down. <laughs> no, no, repeat, repeat it. Men are tired of getting hit with that B-box spit mm. before they even can make it to a female to get her attention, to approach her properly instead of saying, hey, hey, yo. Hey, shouty. Right. Hey, shouty. <laughs> hey, you know, there's some gentlemen out there that, that have to get close enough to approach a woman, especially now. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's wearing masks and whatnot. You got to get close enough to engage her. And uh, now, you know, well, actually, for a long period of time, men have been tired of getting hit with that B-box. Y'all know what I'm talking about, to where a man, a gentleman approaches a female, a lady. Excuse me, miss. Before he can get the last S out and miss, she like, she doing all that. She ain't even made eye contact. Hey, that, is that also called the Dougie Fresh? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, they can beatbox that good. The Biz Marquee. All of that, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Zoe, you hit, hit, hit the nail on the head earlier when you talked about uh, the amount of times men get rejected.
rejection is 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 huge especially nowadays you know i mean people are so used to doing everything online and, and not in, in person so now when you do have the opportunity to do something in person if you're met with rejection man that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people if you don't have that confidence because it's it's a lot of guys that have figured it out though it's a numbers game with women it, it really is it's a numbers game if you're okay with hearing no 50 times to get an average of 10 percent, you know five numbers or five whatever you know what i'm saying then 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 you're gonna keep going at them until you you get what you want i know this one guy real quick quick story um when i was in the air force this one dude we called killer t the killer t talked with an accent but he he wasn't from nowhere where he should have had an accent you know so killer t couldn't really speak that well i'll be out of that you know that's my boy i love you t. i don't know how you got into the air force man but you, you slipped through the cracks bro killer t uh didn't care about hearing no he didn't care about a no he figured killer t was not the most handsome guy he wasn't the most well-spoken uh th there was really you know nothing uh appealing about killer t but killer t knew that if he approached enough women that the numbers would work in his favor and i've seen this man at work many a times especially when we was in england when we we're in england in the pubs in the club i seen so many women tell him no but then i seen those handful that told him yes hmm. killer t was winning every single night i didn't have the courage to do what killer t did because i man, I, i'll never like hearing no i don't like hearing no not you know so that's what it is it boils down to that no day I feel That's that. Cool. I, I feel that, John. I have a friend again, Micah, same way. He uh, from Rhode Island, and he moved out here to Chicago, and he literally says, "I don't care. I talk to anyone, anybody. Like, it doesn't matter." And like I said, we was downtown one day. Like I said, he literally probably talked to. He went to 150 women on Michigan Avenue and got 20 numbers. 20 he's like, numbers. He's like, I can't get to all 20, but you see how that works. That was a little bit better than 10 percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's he, like he was, and a half, right? We were out there for six hours. I mean, that's a lot of work for them 20 numbers, but that hey, a lot of work. think about it though. The numbers show, hey, am I gonna get to all 20 now? Nah, but four or five of them might get in the rotation. And and, and he'd be able to get what he wanted out of those numbers. <clears throat> well, you know, those cats are anomalies, though. We don't see, you know, you know, your man in the air force just go ahead. So I don't care, you know, I don't mind the rejection. So man, hey, he started off every sentence with what do you what he call it? Everything he said was. Hey, what do you call it? Nothing personal. Those two things he put them together, but it worked. How you approach a lady and say, "Hey, what do you call it? Nothing personal." You know, I was over here and I just seen you over there. And, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm come together like this, you know what I'm saying, and fly off like this. Yo, <laughs> the worst God, you killing me, man. Killing me. Before I before hey, man, I move on, shout out to the chat. Shout out to the chat, Pedro. Yeah, definitely. You're welcome back. JR's back, you know. Honorary jump off. Hey, yes, Tito. Sir. Hey, Tito's always talking mess, man. What's up with you with the Geico Insurance, Tito? Do you work for them as well as the post office? Let us know. <laughs> you know. So, Jeff, man. Yes, sir. The, one of the people who has some, some of the most wisdom on the show here. What do you think about why men ain't approaching women, even in the past or even now? What's going on? What do you think about it? Yeah, I think that there's this self-fulfilling prophecy that's going on where people are just assuming the worst case scenarios or the worst thing is going to happen. That's what I think. I think there's so much um, attention paid towards uh, we see these um, 
and and granted, a lot of these statistics are true. You know what I'm saying? Some of the statistics that, that Mikey threw out and everything like that. But I think that when we see all this, um, the, all these relationships not working out, um, the media and, and just, you know, talking to friends and neighbors, et cetera, et cetera. And people saying, man, I, I thought this was going to work out. It didn't work out. And I think there's just a general negative connotation as, mm-hmm. as it relates to trying to find love nowadays. It doesn't seem as aspirational as it, as it used to be. And um, so I think people go into these situations expecting, you know, the worst to happen or expecting something negative to come out of it. I, don't, I think people are, are not going into these situations saying, you know what, this may be the one. This may be, you know what I'm saying? This may be the, I mean, this may be the love of my life or this may lead to something very special. I think they go into it already saying, well, <laughs> let me see what's going to be. Let me shoot this shot and see what happens. Or in in most cases, I'm not even going to do it anyway because what is what's going to happen? Is not, it's not going to lead me anywhere. So I think our I think people are not uh, they don't have the the right mindset as it relates to trying to find uh, that significant other. And when you don't have the right mindset and you assume the worst, that's what's going to continue to happen for you. That's why I say it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy. So you kind of lose it before you even try. Another thing too, I would say is nobody likes rejection. Obviously. Um, one thing I've learned in, in in acting, because in acting, I deal with rejection a lot. And I think this could you could use the same train of thought um, in the in the dating world, too, because it's, it's pretty much the same type of thing. So, you know, I go on many auditions. I get told more. Uh, I get told no way more than I get told. Yes. As an actor, that's just part of acting. You know what I'm saying? And when I started off, it, it would really, really mess me up. And one one no for an audition would would, you know discouraged me for my next audition as well too until i realized i have to focus on and and focus on enjoying the process of doing it so being able to audition or you know audition for a specific role and do what i love to do was the win for me and getting the opportunity was the icing on the cake so it's not necessarily apples to apples with dating, I know. But being able to put yourself out there trying to get to know somebody, exploring that, you know, potential relationship or that potential connection is it has some merit in and of itself. Now if it doesn't now if it leads to something great, fantastic. That's icing on the cake. If it doesn't, then you learn from that situation and you proceed accordingly. So looking at it from that perspective, I'm not saying it's gonna help you to might get upset about rejection, but if you realize that you have a greater goal in mind, you know, hopefully those knows don't have as much um, sting for them. You, you know that, you know, each no or each Hey, Jeff, sorry to, is, uh, you're, you're sounding a little bit muffled there. Can you pull back and pull back in real fast? Pause. Yeah, do I still sound hey, muffled now? Hey, you're, you're back now. Good job. Okay, pause. cool. Pause. <laughs> right, right, right. Pull back, pull back in and pause. <laughs> yeah, so, so each, each no or each rejection should be a learning experience that you can use to hopefully build up your, you know, build up your, uh, your skills and you can put your best foot forward moving forward. So it's just a learning experience as, as, as that's what I would say. So that's two points I would make. Don't be in that negative frame of mind and then learn from what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Before I comment on that, shout out to uh, LSW in the chat. We see you there, man. Shout out to Brandy. She came in the chat here. Shout out to Camille. In the chat, Pedro, we see you. Uh, that's big, though, about Instagram. I, I mentioned that many before uh, before on many shows, that Instagram is the biggest dating app. It ain't just social media anymore. 
Sometimes mm. I slide in the DMs. That's that's a big thing as well. Shout out to everybody. And also, too, for everybody in the chat, if you got questions, drop them in there. We want to hear what you guys got to say as well. You guys have inside comments, but we want to know what's going on. JD. Hit that like button, there. too. Yes. Oh, yeah. HBO special. Oh, wait, no. Hey, guys, don't say nothing. We got 37, 38, 39. I saw 50 earlier. We need more likes. I'm going to take five seconds. Likes, please. <laughs> okay. So, JD, you've been waiting there patiently, man. I'm, you know, you my man, 50 grand and all, man. So what you got on this why men are not approaching women, man? I don't know if I necessarily want to talk about why men aren't approaching women, but I kind of want to combat the thought of um, the, the quote-unquote numbers game. I feel as though... Oh, 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 you want to combat that? Yeah, I, I feel as though, personally, it ain't about the numbers. It's not about the quantity. It's about the quality. You have to have quality. I mean, I could be out there busting down, you know, 17, 18, 19, whatever, two, three, whatever. But if I got one that's doing everything that I need, why, why do I need to have all these? Why do I have to deal with all these quality? I guess if you're out there fishing and you constantly want to put your rod out there looking for a bite, Okay, I get it. But when do you stop? A and then B. What's the use, man? If I mean if I'm if I'm out there getting numbers by 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 asking over and over and over and over and over, like that's like if you know eventually somebody's gonna say yes, of course. But I mean, who wanna put themselves out there a hundred times just to get, you know, uh uh, you know, twelve numbers? Like that's that that doesn't make sense to me. Now, I know that do, go, taking that approach would lower my odds, but at least if I'm going after something that I want to go after and that's worth me going after, yeah, it might hurt when I get shot down. But then if I actually go after somebody and then land it, huh, I'm shooting for the stars. You dig? Very true, Jenny. But but how? It, I guess it all depends on what your mission is, because different guys have different missions. And let's keep 100. Most guys' missions, if they single, they out there. Say, John. You know what I'm saying? They out there to get that thing, you know. But then you got some guys that are really looking for that one. But I think it's more that at least give the appearance that they're looking for the volume versus and quantity versus the quality. When it comes to the quality, as you stated, that's what it's all about. It's about meeting that one. And 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 she being worth it, but sometimes you got to go through the quantity, the masses, if you will, to find that one. It's like a needle in a haystack. Especially so is it a, is it like a phase or something? You got to go. You got you know you got to got to go bust them down, knock them off, bop 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 bop. Like I mean, well, what what is it? Like how does well, how does that work? Well, like you get in there. What King Joffrey Joffrey said. <laughs> you quoting royalty now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to go out there to soil your royal oats. And a lot of cats, that's what they're doing. Hopefully, when you go through the masses like that, you're not left with any lingering effects. True that. <laughs> that. You're on, you on mute, Mikey. You're on mute, Mike. Mike was explaining on how to put, properly put on Provolac. <laughs> yeah, you know. Ahead, no, but um, <laughs> the problem there is, I think, you know, just going back to the mindset early on concept, right? The thing, though, is why are you thinking about quality over quantity? Like, I think that that's the worst thing that, uh, that's so messed up in how guys think that way. 
And the reason why I think about that is because why? Because I'm not willing to sell myself for like a no, no, six, no, 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 no. If, if you, like if just you, so I can say I did it. No, if you Come see on, my man. comment down Come below, on. this is my thing right here. Then why, why is it that you don't go for quantity of quality women? It's like uh -huh. some guys think about quality over quantity. You know, glass half full, glass half empty, and I'm like, you can always fill the glass whenever it's half full. So I say. Approach all the quant as as much quality women as possible, so that your ratio still is better. The biggest problem is that a lot of men just feel that the beautiful women are not available when it's easier to close a beautiful woman than an ugly one. It, because there's so much insecurities that happens a lot, you know, with with higher quality women, lower quality women, and brown bagging if you want to say if you want to call those type of women have are, are have all these anger and animosity while they're not being approached and and just to go to what pedro said early on today it's not about the rejection it's the attitude that's given during the rejection yeah. is one of the biggest problems how women reject men back in the days if a woman's going to reject a man she's going to say you know what i'm not interested but no now it's like f off i'm with my girls you know, and with this whole aspect of how this women, how women nowadays expect to be treated like queens. My thing is that who the heck are you to be treated like a queen? Before you can become a queen, you have to have a king. So these people that say, okay, before you can approach me, I want you to treat me like a queen. When she doesn't really want a king, she wants royal subjects. Mm. You talking like somebody who don't Ooh. have a, 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 a daughter, Mars? Because when I think about my daughter, yeah, I want her to be treated like a like a queen from and the she jump. needs to be, and she needs to be, and she can be a queen, no matter what. She can be, she can learn how to do so I, without having a king too. But okay, so no, no, the queen, the queen in the room is ready to say something. Couple oh, yeah, things. Twenty five <laughs> minutes into the conversation, we start talking about ugly, low quality. You know, <laughs> twenty five minutes in, I was timing you, Mikey. I was timing you. Um, here's my concern, right? How you get shot down shouldn't matter because you don't know this person, right? Now, I'm not saying somebody should ever touch you or disrespect you, right? You should stand up for yourself mm -hmm. being disrespected. And that's where I tend to say, hey, you know, let's draw that line and not disrespect each other. But there are some men who approach women in such a way that even in their approach, I've had a man walk up to me flat out saying as a compliment, what's up, B? The whole, like, just disrespecting me out of the, the very beginning. So I just think how we approach each other is disrespectful from day one in many instances. Also, we're making, we're making a lot of assumptions here. If you see a woman who's attractive, a lot of the time people might see a woman who's attractive to them. Attractiveness is relative. No. Attractive to you and you, it, it is relative. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That's, that, that's what women think. Wow, Mike. That's that what it's not relative. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's cultural. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, no, it is. No, no, don't give me this whole cultural thing because you know what? We're the buyers. We're the consumers of, of the goods. We determine wow. how a, what a woman's value is in regards for looks. Women so some men like a size eight and some men like a size two. That's relative to what the man likes. Okay, no, the whole men liking the size eight, it's a very small quantity. So let's not go ahead and in go there. Certain cultures. We are in the United States of America where how it is. Don't give me this call. Once we again, 
I ain't, I ain't with a toothpick now. Yeah. I can't deal with a toothpick. Hold on, hold on. I ain't trying, I ain't trying to break hold a toothpick. That's the whole general thing. I'm sorry. You know, that's just the whole truth. Like, like, women starts using this whole stuff. Well, you know what? I determine beauty. Beauty is in the high end of the beholder. No, it's in my eyes. It's in the guy's eyes. And I'm sorry to say, if I say a girl's a seven, more than likely, more than likely, another man is going to say plus one, minus one in her level. <laughs> women want to say, look, I'm a... How many women are you gonna do, you're gonna you're gonna call and you're gonna talk to you're gonna say like I'm a ten, really? You're a supermodel. But when we go back to going back to the point I was trying to make about the shooting of the shot, right? So law of averages, I get that we shoot our shot. The problem I have is men are no longer willing to take the risk. So what they do is they kind of just cancel it. They look across the room and kind of cancel it out. Now what Mikey was saying is if you want quality. You could go to a place where you can meet a quality woman, but men sometimes don't want that. They don't necessarily want the woman who's competent. They want the woman that's a damsel in distress. They got to rescue her. She doesn't have her stuff put together, but the woman who does have her stuff put together, she seems like she's demanding. They make assumptions about her. She's probably difficult. She's probably so, you know, needy. I'm going to have to check in all the time. Oh, so her standards. So many times those women don't get asked out. That, that's a fact. You're going to ask other women that seems easier you want to land the plane, right? So many times what we're walking into is law of averages. If I keep trying to go after the woman that I'm going to have to meet her parents, go to events with her, it may not be worth my while. So men are, they tend to shoot their shot at women that they think would be a little bit easier to get. And that that's really how the law of averages work. When we get into apps like Bumble and we get into Tinder, where you have a relative level of control over what you find attractive and you can discriminate on superficiality until you get to know somebody, you can swipe as much as you want to. You can reject in real life. And we like to reject in real life behind closed doors. We do that. That's why people lurk on your page. That's how people are in the comments talking crap because they get the opportunity to say this behind a wall. So at the end of the day, when it boils down to now we're moving into on-demand culture. Our on-demand culture says, I don't want to shoot my shot a hundred times in a bar. I'm going to shoot my shot in the DM. I'm going to shoot my shot on LinkedIn. I'm going to shoot my shot online. And that's where it's headed. And that's the problem is because, you know, DM, sliding into DM is a woman's world because you guys get to be able to determine and choose what happens. That's the biggest problem with this kind of stuff. And you start you were talking about earlier on regarding how, you know, women who's more distinguished, who's more whatever, is a man's not going to approach them. No, we have to go back to just the basics. It's not that men go after the damsel in distress. We don't do that. The men go the men go below. We, we go down. We're not going to go after somebody who we feel is above us and certain things. And most of the time, okay? So guys will always date down. Women date up. It's the truth. So it's not about the damsel in distress because the truth is if I met a damsel in distress, I'd be like, red flag, she got problems. So I'm not going to approach that. You're alone on that. No one's going to approach a damsel in distress. Ask any guy. I'm not here to be like, you know. It depends on if she worth being saving. That's the problem. Jade. I mean, so you, that, you have to. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. JD, hold on. No, no. You out here Captain Save him over here? No, yeah, I'm not Captain Save him, but no, if no, she no, worth it, I'm saving. Really, everybody got I'm issues. Everybody got issues. Everybody. Really, if you see the issues from Jump Street, you're being Captain Save him. You need to run away. Go the opposite direction. If they're that evident in your face, JD, no one needs to be Captain Save him. Because she's an eight, she's a nine, and she's worth it? No, no. If it's somebody who's been through a lot, they got, they might have some things that have, you know, How changed you know, them in their baby. past. Did you meet that job, JD? I, say that again. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. That's not Did your you job, JD. Why, why couldn't it be my job? 
It could because be my job. If she's worth it, it's my job. You're How can she's you determine value? You don't even know her yet. You can't even approach her okay. yet. She's got okay, well, that's that's where, we're, that's where we're differing at because I'm thinking okay. a little bit further down the line. If we're talking about like initially, yeah, that's a turnoff initially. If somebody is coming at me and I can detect early, early, early on that they're looking for somebody who might need to save them. And Charles, I'm not taking off my hat. <laughs> now he okay. said he meant, the he hat meant stays your, on. He meant bro. to say your cape. He's trying to say you caping. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, JD. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking out the hat or my cape. Okay, the cape. Don't I'm not capping. I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. This is legit, though. It's, <laughs> no if, cap. If she is worth it, if she is worth it, I truly believe that there are a lot of people out there. Who have been damaged and like i said i'm thinking a little bit further down the line from initial you know like uh meetings yeah but if we're talking about just like initially yeah, yeah if we're talking about just initially yeah that's a turn off but i mean you still may be able to feel like you want to extract some worth from that and i'm not talking about worth like uh yeah tonight worth but like longer term worth give it a second date give it a third date you have to determine that and i think that if you just constantly blow by people and just say ah nah that's not worth it like uh, I, I think you might pass up on something that, that was worth it so jay you're telling me that the high value man you are work hard i mean they got yes, you sir. grinding got your promotion you're getting the bag now you got your hat on looking looking smooth and suave and clean i had that when i was broke too though yeah you know, <laughs> you know your family's happy your lady's happy and everything like that but let's Indeed. say that you were single you tell me you're gonna take all these qualities of being a hardware man and you're gonna try to repair that woman too you're saying that's your job to repair off jump, the off jump, like no, from no, the no, very no, beginning. No, 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 no. I'm saying off jump. I'm saying you're saying like three or four dates, and you already you're dating, you're seeing this here, and you're saying off the rip that yeah, I can save this one, I can help her. <laughs> if okay, I'm JD, sometimes no, 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 no. It's not like things. that. But if, if it's not like that, but if there are qualities that that need to be cultivated, I could be the gardener. You shout to Roy, shout to, <laughs> hey, you yo, know what I mean, Roy Jones. <laughs> JD playing superhero here. Shout out to Charles Robinson. Exactly. We like that here. JD, reason why I brought that up is because that any person, whether it's man or woman, has got problems like that. If a woman, you see this from a dude as well, that person needs therapy and the doctor. You run away. You can't help that person. Person's going to get help till they get them help themselves. That's why we can't be Captain Savings. And women, you cannot mold a man and think that he has, you know, that potential. A person's only going to want it when they want it. And, of course, people need professional help like we all do. So we can't be Captain Sable because you out here spending your time, your money, your resources, and your mentality, and that person's going to leave as soon as they get right sometimes because you don't know that person. Right. I have a quick question. The way the, the way you stated that, Dave, it sounds like a very declarative statement and in, 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 in a very kind of black and white statement. We all have baggage, right? So facts. you have to determine which baggage you can handle. Mm. But because it's not our, it's you, not our you, job to it, fix someone, though. I know. I'm not, I'm not saying fixing anybody. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's not your job That's to That's what fix I'm getting anybody. at, that, though. Like, we see that, and it's, it's like, yo, there's, there's, and as people, we're not professionals. We can give love, support, but if you see something that is way beyond your realm, as people, especially as men, we mm-hmm. think we can help everybody. You know, like, especially we got our own house, so we take care of our business. We think we can do what we want to do. But sometimes we got to recognize our limitations. We got to pull back <laughs> and say, you know what? Now, nah, shorty ain't right for me right now because you know maybe what, your back ain't she, strong she enough, got, bro. She got she got to get it right, you know. Because so she get it right, then I got I got to do me here. You know, but that saying? goes both ways because I'm sure women see men, certain men, as a project. <laughs> okay, he but has a baby mama. How am I going to navigate the baby mama? 
he has this, he has this. How am I going to navigate this? So I'm trying to figure out, But that's what women are. Women, women in general, not, not 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 all, but a good majority. You see that they 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 work with potential. A lot of women say, "What's this man's potential?" So yes, they are about fixing cap. You know, I'm not going to use the words, but you know, Captain Fix a D, whatever. I mean, so it's like <laughs> that's women look at men at potential. That's you know what what can he change? I mean that's why you see sometimes these girls with the bad boys, right? They like the because of that feeling of like, well, if I can save him and change him to be the man that I always wanted, that's the biggest problem right there. But for guys wise, it's a complete different. I mean, it, it it's that's just how I that's just how it is. Women like to fix men. Every woman that gets a man, she always says, "Let me, I'm gonna go fix this guy." But the thing though is. Most men, you cannot change, especially if you're above 30. Once you're after 27, you can't really change the dynamics of a person as much anymore. Their brain is already done. And so the problem is with a lot of people is like, I want to fix him. I want to change him. And, you know, and that is where we have problems that, that exists is because it's about potential. Whereas us guys, we just want somebody's cooperative. That's why we date down, because if we date up, there's a high potential that that person is going to want us to try to move up to that level when we're, we're we already settled in. I'm not talking about guys that are in their 20s. That's a whole different issue. I'm talking if you are in your 30s dating and stuff like that. That's the that's the thing. Look at every woman has this whole thing about you know this that that love of their life, you know, soulmate. And I, I hear a lot of girls saying, "Oh, you know, I'm looking for my, you know." I believe in a soulmate. And I was like, well, weren't you married twice already? So weren't those two people your soulmates? You know, so it's like. And not to interrupt you, Mikey. You said something really critical. Mikey, you said if you date a woman who you date up, it's easier to date down because that woman you date up, she's going to, sounds to me like you're saying expectations. She's going to want you to start doing all these things. And that's the problem. Sometimes we don't want to, you know, mirror the other person. So maybe I can't meet her expectations. Maybe I feel inadequate, so I'm just gonna go down here. Let me get, where let it's me get easier on to meet that of no, those expectations. No, no. I gotta get on this one though. It's not a, it's not I, about I, expectations. Hey, let me get in, Mikey. It's, not, it's sure. about cooperation and peace. We get to a certain status, and maybe Mike's gonna get to us here. We're we're already settled into our career. We're talking about in our thirties and our forties, not the young status here. We can get to that in another conversation. But if we're into our thirties or forties, or maybe in our fifties, who's watching the show here? We're settled into our career. We're working and we're grinding. We already got something in place. Why are we leveling up to someone who's trying to make us get to another plateau? We already hit our plateau. We already have our plan in place before women came in place here. We're looking for that companion, someone who's going to give us peace, cooperation, who is on our plan. And then our plan becomes, my plan and your plan becomes our plan. So when we're looking at someone going down, because we already got our plan in place. Hmm. We're looking for that co-pilot to kick in and say, hey, ready for this ride? Let's get ready for this ride. Let's get on in. What you got, Mike? I said, don't try to change us. We thank you. We settled down. We're here now, and, and and for my thing, I I for me wise, to be honest, I always believe in shooting my shots above. I will, but let's just look at basic for how men are. They're not going to do that. The, the, these that's why these you know these educated women you know that's that's flaunting their degrees and all that stuff think that they can now find that man when they just literally left most men behind. That's why their dating pool is no longer large, and so. That's the biggest problem. So now what, what a lot of these women, when they get desperate, they go, okay, I can't find my, my six-figure man. Remember the, 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 the six, the triple sixes, you know, and, oh my, and the fourth six is the, you know, the six-pack abs. 
If they can't find that above no more, then they get desperate and they go down low. But then what they say is like, well, if I'm making six figures, I'm going to have a man. I'm going to have him try to figure out. They should maybe go get an education. Maybe they need to level them up. Why are you trying to do that? Why would a woman want that in a man? Now, I get it. Do you want them to be better? Do you want them to reach the potential that you want? But the thing, though, is one of the biggest mistakes women do is you should never try to change a man for who he already accepted who he is. And why are women doing that? To reach their potential, what they want? And I, th I just think that that is completely wrong. And it's not about what, you know, it's not about expectations. It, it's about what we see in reality. Like, I reach always for somebody who looks good. I don't give a crap if I get shot down or not. I don't care if they're a doctor. I'll go do whatever I want to. But because I already know myself and I can, I can, you know, they may see in numbers that they're better than me, but I know I can shoot my shot with that. But some people, most men in average, are not going to do that. Like, how many doctors do I know who complain that they're single? And they ask me, why are no guys approaching? Because you're a doctor. Stop using the name doctor before your first name if you're single. Mm. Where, where, you get, where do these rules yeah, come from? Bro? Where do you get these rules from? Yeah, that's that's what book are you reading? Yeah, what book is this? It's, it's just living and dating and being around in the system already enough. I've been around and stuff like that. Women who goes, you know, it's like, why are you, why are you telling me you're a doctor and we're in a bar? Why do I why do I need to know that? Because she is. the guy who's flashing around his car keys. It's the same it's thing. A, He's flashing on his Porsche keys and his Lamborghini keys. The same thing. These are these are people who might be oh, insecure. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing that up. You want to know why you just did right there? Why do women go after those guys then? Those are you, don't don't give me those guys because those guys are fake people. If they will flash you with their money and women jump on that and they're gonna complain about it later, you can't complain about those guys. You can't use that among regular men that do not mostly own Porsches, that don't own Lamborghinis, that don't flash that stuff. You can't bring that in this type of a conversation because those are the very outliers. The hundred, the six, the six, the six-figure guys are complete outliers. The way they do the dating is completely different. But the point I'm making is that that person who's sitting there in the bar trying to meet people, but talking about their career is trying to stand on their career, right? And so, women shouldn't stand on their career to But I'm saying, I, I, I agree. If you're trying to get to know me, what I do for a living should not be the most important thing. So I'm not going to start with that. In fact, that's not about you. When I'm off and I'm not at work, I don't want to talk about what I do. I want to talk about who I am. And so... Mm -hmm. If a man walks up to me and he's flashing his car keys, I also think he doesn't have anything else going for him. So I'm not interested anyway. But what I do want to talk about is when we are approaching people, sometimes we send out the representative. You might not meet the real person for weeks because you got to meet the representative and the representative puts on and they love bomb you where they're doing everything that they think you want to do. And they study your profile on your Instagram and know what book you like to read and pay attention to what songs you listen to. Trust me, it is psychological and it is sick. But one of the things that happens is when the representative leaves, you get to know the real person. Now you're wondering, did I miss all of this? This, this person needs to show up this way for me and now they're, they're ghosting me or this person needs to communicate one way or another. I think that we need to come forward with who we are up front and let people choose. And mm -hmm. if you don't want it, it's not even about being personal anymore. Thank you for the data. I'm not interested. And then accept that rejection because now I got data. I'm rejecting the data in front of me. It's not- That's good. It's not being petty, right? But no. what happens is when you meet the rep and the rep comes in with all the things that every woman would love, 
like this been studying this and I found out they have been studying it because there's a whole course on YouTube, a master's degree on how to play people. Um, these red pill, blue pill, guys, 10 ways for alpha males to land 25 women. Oh boy. You're, you're coming to my world right now. Oh, 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 you know, this whole thing about, you know, about red pill, blue pill and all that stuff. Like, we can we can go into that stuff. But the thing, though, is it's like, look, women already have unfortunately have have silenced men's for so long already. Men, women have done that. And we, we had this conversation before where we talked about how, um, you know, how there is no representation for men in media. None. There's no show out there. The only show that was ever made for men was the man show by the second year. They replaced the producer with a woman, so then it it pretty much just died. There's nothing, no representation. What do you? What does a dictator do? A dictator, the first thing to take over in any in any country is they stifle the media. They control the narrative. There hasn't been any narrative for for men lately, at all within the past 50 years or so in TV and and everything. So with that fact and with that statement right there, that's why women are getting upset right now because the men are now talking. YouTube created this vacuum where now men can actually have a conversation. And then what you see is this plethora of women writing these articles that are really good in blogs. So that's why that's what you're seeing in the Google search. Google search talking about how the misogynistic red pill, blue pill movement is such a bad thing. But what the what the funny th funniest thing that you're actually gonna see, one of the best, one of the one of the biggest feminist defender who actually interviewed all of these MRA guys, right? All these MRAs. And if you guys, if you guys don't know what an MRA, right? It's, it's pretty easy to be able to look at. It's, it's the men rights activist or men rights movement. She interviewed every single one of them. And lo and behold, after that, she became someone that defended men. Whoever took men's rights, I'm confused. Why? Did, on, why is there even a need for on. a men's rights group? Let's hey, hold before, on. Let's let's go before Zoe. Zoe, so, before Mike, hey, like, before before you uh, answer that, and so uh, I see your face there. I understand that. I see the chats look a little bit triggered as well. So I just want to take a pause for the cause here for a second. First of all, HBO break for the out special put them likes there people we need that for jump off live here you know also for the ladies that are chatting here yes we're gonna have more women on the show don't worry about it we're looking for women who want you know to give the smoke and want the smoke as well so don't worry ladies you know we're having these good hard conversations and dialogue here so shout out to the chat we got mark ashley shaw we see you you putting in that work here we see you there Go ashley. Good that's my girl <laughs> oh that's your girl okay yes. we got pedro putting in we got like i said mark doing his thing here so I wanted to, before we got heat into that there, I know John's been sitting there for a hot second. Man. You know, he's been circling. I, I know you have something to add on here, you know, man. So what you got to add before we go down this red pill, blue pill discussion? Yeah, man, I, I just, uh, I want to take a moment to get a little serious right now. And we need to acknowledge syndromes and diseases that are occurring out there. I know Dr. Zoe can appreciate this. <clears throat> There's a syndrome out there called Trey syndrome that women are leaving men with. There's a lot of guys out there that are afraid of rejection. They can't handle it. They may handle it okay when they first approach the lady and the lady turns them down. But I just want to show you guys the results of Trey syndrome after you reject a man. 
when you tell him no and you give him the b box you don't even want the time of day for you this is trey syndrome right here I just want y'all to see that right there it's a lot of men going home <laughs> swinging at the air <laughs> Man, after being rejected by you ladies and there's only a few of y'all that feel like like this young lady did i just it's you see how see how hurt he is so when y'all the next time a man a brother approaches y'all just realize when you tell him no and give him the b-box and spit all on him that he goes home and has a tray syndrome breakdown yeah i just wanted to share that real quick but on the lighter note jump off live of course we uh always have sponsors people beating down our doors to share with us their product and today on the jump off live here's a special sponsor that most of you that tune in all the time are <clears throat> what's up snitches it's master do you here self-certified life coach and self-made thousandaire i was born in the slums of the jungles where I was forced to eat meager meals like snail shell soup and snake ear sandwiches. Needless to say, the bottom of my belly stayed on empty. I was always hungry. It wasn't until I went off to Dojo College when I was introduced to Top Ramen Noodles. I must have eaten one million bags in my lifetime. Breakfast, lunch, brunch, and dinner, and sometimes a snack. Eventually, the flavors became whack. Today, I am proud to introduce my own innovation. Started from the bottom ramen noodles. Bottom ramen noodles come in a countless variety of flavors to include the people's choices, like gumbo for that southern bayou within you. Just don't look for any shrimp because you won't find any. <laughs> Flaming hot flavor for that hood kick. Hot links and tips for the fat boy that lives within you. Hmm. And last but not least, filet meat not. Tastes like steak, but it does not have meat in it. That's for all you herbivores and dandelion eaters. <laughs> Even though there is no nutritional value in the bottom ramen noodles, they are packed with plenty of optimism. Great for your belly, and it keeps you full for a minimum of 24 hours. So whether you are that starving link card carrier or that late night lush arriving at home drunk as a skunk of that good wolf wine, bottom ramen noodles will fill that vacant space in your tummy until you can replace it with something beneficial for your body. This is Master Duyu reminding you to never doubt yourself and to always do you bottom ramen noodles go get you some buy two get 20 packs free jump off master do you y'all two will get you 20 two will get you 20 where else you gonna go and get that hmm bottom ramen noodles jd what you think man i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. Oh man, John. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say on that one. Shout out mm -hmm. to do you. 
How do you do any studies? Have you talked to him besides the ad? I'm just kind of curious before we get into this this heavy discussion that's about to get super serious here. The chat's popping right now. How's do you doing, man? I know you probably got great, an update. Man. He's doing great. I think the last time he was on the show, he was talking about how uh, uh, he was possibly the, the baby's father to uh, Benji and all that. He found out that 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 he's not the father, you know. Oh, wow. so he was devastated for a little while. Yeah, but he, but he came up though. He did. He did. The money that he was going to spend on child support, he ended up investing in himself and created bottom ramen noodles. You see Everybody that, fellas? Yeah. You see that, you see that fellas? Get out of mm-hmm. a paternity suit and start your own company. Man. All right. <laughs> so, as we get back, oh man, the chat Jeez. is going on here. Charles Robinson, you're funny as ever, man. Hey, shout out to Eduardo. We got to talk, man. What's up with these, these views on Zingo? Are we popping over there, Eduardo? What's going on? You, you gave us a hot number. These new shows been coming on, man. We gotta talk after the show, Eduardo. Shout out to Canada. Yeah, what's know? the data? I want the data. <laughs> yeah, we need some numbers, man. You talk about these advertisers here. Yo, we we, we need a check, Eduardo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hey, you know, we putting in hard work here. Jump off live, people. You know, it's Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Central Time, you know, 9 p.m. Eastern. We got Dr. Zoe, we got Johnny Daniels, we got Jeff, we got JD, Mike E. Yo, we here. I'm that dude named Dave. So here we are. We're going to keep um, this discussion going here. We were talking about why men are not approaching women. But start getting a little bit heated there for a second. We started going into about the red pill. Do everybody in the chat know what the red pill is? I want to see what the chat says while we're talking here. Chat, do you know what red pill means? And if you're a man, are you red pill? Are you blue pill? Are you purple pill? So let's open it up to our crew here. Mikey's our resident expert, you know, and then we're going to throw it up here. You know, far as this year, Mikey, you've been part of the red pill community, kind of, sort of, in there. I don't say your feet. You, 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 ten feet in ten feet waters here for about a good decade plus, right? Since Maybe two thousand and seven. Two thousand seven. Oh, longer than that. Oh man. Okay, so Mikey been in this game for about fourteen years, man. So red pill life, you know. So Mikey, can you tell us in a few quick sentences about this red pill life? Not in a few sentences, we can cut it short. But what I want to hear is Dr. Zoe, because she went there with the red pill. I want to know what she learned through her jumping, oh. trying to jump into the into the rabbit hole. What do you oh. know? What's your consideration of what the red pill is? And and this is this is where the dangerous water starts happening, where it's unfortunate where people honestly miss, you know, you guys will group people. You guys want to group the people, group us, whatever. But go ahead and tell me what you know about the red pill, and then I'm gonna go ahead and tell you what it is. So then maybe if I can share something with you that would be like, oh crap, I I actually got misinformed what it is, then maybe then I can break certain things. So tell me what you know about a red pill that you learned. Cause I'll tell you the first three pages of Google is pretty much almost completely wrong when it comes to that. Okay, so what I learned was from YouTube, shout out to YouTube University. So um, the red pill, and blue pill, the, the video I saw was red pill, blue pill, purple pill. And it was kind of describing the, you know, somewhat alpha male who might decide that he doesn't necessarily need to be in a relationship to feel that value and doesn't necessarily um, have to have that connection and is okay dating multiple women and exercising his right to choose and his options. The blue pill is the guy who some people might consider beta, but not necessarily beta, but somebody who feels like they are better off in a relationship mm-hmm. and uh, and might understand that they have to give up 
uncompromised on some of the things that their options they may have to let go of in order to be in that relationship. Um, and it seemed like purple pill was a blend. So what does the person have to give up if they're blue pill? So, um, you know, for, you know, if you're going to choose to be in a relationship, cause that's where you feel happy, then you're probably going to a give up some of the respect of other men because you may not be able to hang out with some of the other men. B you give up some of those options, such as being able to sleep with random women, because that doesn't work with you being in a relationship. Um, and you may also have to, you know, compromise on how you even view job transfers and all these other things. You, you know, you really have to look into partnering with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I understood from Red okay, Pill. Okay, perfect. So you took that assessment of what you learned with the YouTube Academy, and then you made that statement about Red Pill and Blue Pill early on today. <clears throat> is it right or is it fair to be able to go ahead and just judge that right away automatically by just reading something that's brand new to your, to your that came about in front of you? I made no judgment about it. I just said, we are in a place where we're not even understanding each other. That's where now we're in red pill, blue pill, right? I didn't say which one, I didn't say one's good, one's bad. No, the way you, the way you that's why I, I opened up my mouth earlier when I'm about, whoa, and I yelled out because what you said. So I just want to be able to, I don't think you remember what you said in that, but we'll, we'll, we'll put that in the side. So unfortunately it's like, that's where we start seeing a lot of the biggest problem with the red pill and blue pill movement or what people and how women think about it. Now, okay. this, this is part of the whole manosphere where a lot of people talk about is, is about this. Now, just like in any movement or any organization, there's going to be people that unfortunately take it to the next level. They, you know, they, they unfortunately hijack something. Just like I, when I talk about the Me Too movement, was, it was a good cause that got hijacked by some people that unfortunately just made it even worse, right? But the, 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 the origination of it is just where it's pure and it's actually, I believe in it. You know, I believe in me too, but I just don't believe in the people that overdid it. So it, it, it's just funny how the moment that men started gathering and having this movement, women are like, no, 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 you guys can't, no, no, you guys can't talk about that stuff. That's messed up. Now, the, the red pill was originated mainly by what they call the pickup community. Pickup community is like a bunch of kids, a bunch of guys that just can't find a woman, like because of the status of how women prefer in dating, Men didn't learn how to date. Most men, you know, unfortunately, either didn't grow up with their fathers or their father didn't even know how to teach them how to be able to meet women. So a lot of men in the first original red pill community learned how to be able to approach women. It's that is the pickup community. They 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 learned. We can say I'll say tricks, you know, tips and tactics. You know, just because it's a trick, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. But th they were able to escalate. Because the, these are the kids that lived in the base, their mother's basement that had no, no, no idea how to do it. And there was a small community of pickup artists that showed people how to be able to approach women. Now, just like as anything else, people then realized, you know, like, wow, I can, I can actually abuse this power. And actually, I can play around with women. So you're going to, so you have that. That's the original red pill. It's the original red pill community around, around that time. What happened was then you have a bunch of fractions now. So just thinking about what the red pill and blue pill is, it's based out of the matrix. The blue pill is people just literally staying in the matrix, meaning they don't know what's really going on out there. Red pill is the discovery of that, the whole aspect. And some, some guys are going to be disagreeing with me on this, but it, I'm just, I don't have enough time to explain the whole stuff. But it's just the, the, the understanding of the hypergamous measure of how women are. And unfortunately... What we're starting to see is a large growth of misandry where prejudice and contemporary women. There's a person that literally wrote right now in your chat, okay, where she said, men, sh 
you know, women shouldn't have to defend men. Okay? In your chat right now, women don't have to defend men. And that's the biggest problem is that women have stopped this. You want the women have realization how it is right now. Women want this whole chivalry thing, yet don't want to do traditional things still. Women want, you know, there's all these expectations of men. And now we start going with the aspect with this whole, you know, equality problem between women. When we start having this, you know, problems with just all these different things where women have taken over. And no one's going to admit that situation. But it has. Men are unfortunately, you know, this whole belief that women will start talking about patriarchal stuff and how men are taking over. There's so much stuff that men has done. It's so bad that now you have a TV show called Why to try to prove that women can live without men existing. It's a new TV show that just got... What's the name of the show? What's the name of the show, Why? Mike? Why the Last Man. Right? So when you start talking about how Kevin Samuel said when Thanos snaps his finger and all of a sudden all the men are gone... This is the theory. This is the show that happens. And so because of that movement, now you have red pill starting moving up. And then you have what a lot of people call the grandfather of, of, um, of the red pill movement, which is Rolo Tomasi. He wrote the book Rational Male. Okay, A lot of people feel that he's actually the head of red pill. But no, he, in an interview, has stated that red pill started with the pickup artistry. But now you have red pill is just understanding how women's nature is. And the thing though is understanding women's nature is the best thing ever because if you can understand women, then you can actually work with women. But then there's a lot of guys who just gave up working with women. And that's why you're starting to see a lot of the guys removing themselves and not even wanting to approach women no more. So the red pill is just understanding how women nature are. The guys who are in the blue pill are stuck in the matrix, just like in the matrix. If you didn't, if you didn't take the red pill, you're stuck in that reality or ignorance is bliss. Okay, and so those are the guys get, that get stepped on. Those are the guys that get taken advantage of. Those are the guys, you know, some, some people will call them beta males, but I, I refuse to do that because there's a lot of people who are alphaist who don't understand women nature. And that's the problem as well. It's understanding how to be able to talk to women. There's guys now what they call in the MGTOW unit. Okay, where now it's called men going their own way. Those are the guys that are now swearing off women. But what they are really swearing off is relationships because it's an unfair advantage for them. You know, the, when you start talking about women, 33% of women go to dates with guys just for them to be fed. 40 dates. 40 calls. Okay. And then you start talking about, you know, there's just so much stuff stacked up against men. 93% of deaths in workplace deaths are all men. Yet women want equality on, on workplaces. Women want equality in outcome, not opportunity. Women want the C-suites locations. Now, if women, I'm for women pushing for C-suites. I think women should have power on be able to get good jobs. But at the very same time, is when's the last time you actually spoke to a woman that says, we need to get more women in construction. We need to get more women as trash collectors. We need, there are, there are but there's not that much. You have the stems and stuff like that. L look at the Scandinavian you know, countries. They try to make it easy to be able to say the equality of men and women. But what ended up happening at that stuff when they gave the equality of equal pay, all that stuff, women still chose jobs in nursing, in teaching. It didn't matter because women are going to go to their, their nature. So understanding nature is nature of women is where the red pill movement is.
But that's the thing, because a lot of guys, unfortunately, have been hurt by women. It's that whole Cinderella effect that you guys grew up with. You know, a lot of women will start talking about, why can't I find a man? No, you already found your man. You just dumped him a long time ago. I have a quick question. Um, yeah. You, you said a lot there. How, how much of this, um, how, how much of these, quote unquote, issues that are going on, um, reasons why women are acting the way they're acting? Or you know, and and leading to, you know, men's reaction to it. How how much of this is related to the fact that women have been shitted on for centuries, and 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 well, and okay. it's, ever since mankind. You, you know what I mean? Like that. It's oh, sure, it's, sure, it's, sure. it's interesting because it's 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 like a. Explain to me what shitted it, on means. Exactly what I said. Shitted on for centuries. You can you no. can break that down however you want to. Women have been treated no. unfairly. Give me an example. Throughout, his, throughout history. Give me an example. Let's, let's let, you know. Uh, pay. Um, mm -hmm. Laws, rights. Okay. Um, civil rights. Um, so, sure. Forced into sex work. Yeah, forced into sex work. So right now, example, um, Slavery. Okay. Uh, property. That's, that's both sides, right? Consider so property. No. Like that. So, no, I'm saying both sides. Just, but continue. Yeah, so let's, let's go look at that, right? So, yes. Do I believe that those things happen? Like, here's my thing, right? Women's movement, first first wave of the women's movement is, is a pinnacle thing, and I think that it was needed. I think women should have the rights to vote. I think, and if you're talking about pay gap, it's equal. It's been debunked already. Just because on numbers, it says 70% 70 of women about makes 30% less than men, it's been debunked. You cannot go ahead and tell me that women get paid less without looking at all the different aspects of why the pay is lower. And at the very same time as the men work more hours. And that's a, that's a, that's a, that's the study with that. So if you start looking at that, and also men are required to actually work more longer hours, and all at the same time as we work the heavier jobs, and men die earlier than women. So if when you start looking at all the different categories and how everything is, the studies are out there that that whole you know, pay gap is debunked. Why is that stated? It's because at the very same time, it should not be just, you know, separated on a study between a man and a woman. You need to look at how old they are. You need to be able to look at what's their qualification. You need to be able to look at how, how good of a worker are they. If we're going to make a study just based on men and women working, that is an unfair way to actually do a study. It's completely, and, and go ahead and look up the research. It's already been debunked. But women, the, the fighters who are going to say no. Men and women have a big age gap. And let me they add have a big to, wage gap. And let me add to on that wage gap thing as far as like the pay. We have to look at the, when you look at the research and data, the jobs that the men and women are actually doing that Mikey's actually commenting on. When we look at the majority of jobs that women are doing, it's mostly in the humanities. It's also, you know, work like that, whether in social work, things of that nature. Either jobs that, and I've seen this firsthand, where women go to go get their degrees and have $100 worth of debt and only pay them $40,000, $50,000 a year. And we have a large segment. That's one example, of course. I just want to point to that point before Mikey continues. We have a large segment of people, especially women, who go into the wrong fields and accumulate this debt. And they are working, making money, but not in the fields that pay money. So that goes into the stats of the wage gap where that you have a woman saying they're making only 40000 but what field do they go into? And we got to look at those deeper numbers, too, and just not look at just a baseline that this person makes this much and this person makes this much. So there's further data that Michael talks about, too. As well. Yeah, those are good points. I'm just saying in totality, 
not yeah, not yeah. just judges. I'm just talking about totality sure, sure. for look, centuries and centuries and sure, centuries. They've sure. been shitted look, look. on. And it so, just so here here's the thing, right? So it's see when we start going like, oh, but all these centuries. Look, I didn't do that to the people 100 years ago. We're living right now. That's, that's not right? the yeah, so yeah, of just, course. So we at this moment we have the laws in place of equal be able to vote. All that different stuff. It's we're right there right now. But what ends up happening is you want more. That's perfectly fine. The thing, though, is also in the workforce when it comes to that basic stuff. Listen, look, I respect women. The fact when, you know, you know, the fact that they have to, you know, be pregnant, hold the child, be able to all that. I understand all that stuff. But if you start looking at in a in a base of business and stuff like that, you know, if a woman, you know, if she she goes on leave, which she has the rights, but under business stuff in regards for pay, equal pay and all those kind of things, it balances it out. Men will die five years Right, we die five, of a difference of about five years between women on deaths on death rates. Right, that's because men do more. We do more work. We work mm -hmm. on our bodies. Mm -mm. So, in a lot of ways, that we're going to talk about some of the health outcomes. Sure. Men also have higher risk behaviors, right? Exactly. Right, higher risk behaviors that are optional choices. We're not even talking about. We, we don't even want to get into childbirth that impacts women's lives. But men also live longer, even if they're not married and just have a daughter. Having a woman around makes men overall healthier. The other part of it, too, is, you know, you know, a couple comments when we talk about the idea that, oh, well, men need this space. Men have not been heard. Men have been hushed. What? I, I keep wondering, who's hushing men? Did y'all crawl somewhere and women took your, your voice? I don't, okay. I don't think that the reason why you don't see this space for men on television the way that you might see for women is women buy products. I spent money on this hair. You Thank didn't spend you. as much money on any of you. Any of you didn't spend as much money on my entire outfit, which you did. Women Thank spend you. coins. So therefore, TV will be full of shows targeting to women. So don't don't mm -hmm. make it seem like just because you're not on TV on the box. No, you're no, no, no. Heard. You yeah, are. You have your spaces. No, you no, 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 Nobody silenced no, men. No, no. Nobody silenced men. Let Zo finish. I, I was saying, let, let Zo finish, men. fellas. Let Zo finish her but point. But what I think I happened is that let her finish. what may have happened is once woman, once women had a, an opportunity to now mm -hmm. speak, then there became a big issue as though, because the things that were being said that were offensive, you know, the, the grabbing by the, you know, the, what, what he said, you know, women are now calling for action against that kind of behavior. Women are now rallying together and saying, you can't disrespect me anymore. And so men now are being silenced because now they have to be a little bit more politically correct. Nobody said you can't talk, but you may have to remember who you're talking to. You may have to check yourself at the door a little bit. That doesn't mean you're being silenced. We're just asking you for that equal respect. So when, when people like Donald Trump go around and say, saying what he said about women, how I could sleep with any of these women in here, and men go around and call women and say, oh, you must be on your period, an educated woman who's interviewing someone. I mean, those things have to be checked. And that's okay to be checked because women never even had a space where we could say, you can't talk to me that way. I, I just think that when you talk about equal pay, you talk about women's rights, and then you, you, you preface it as men need a space to be able to go speak. You've always had that. Have you seen a TV show, Mad Men? Have you seen Mad Men, which is just a replica of what was happening in the 30s. I mean, it's just we are so, saying now, like, where is, no, no, not sure. Where, where is the space for black men, though? No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't give me the stuff with like you know something with the director and and, and go ahead and 
No, t- tell me something where men are allowed to be able to speak. Don't give me this stuff about actors and acting and stuff like that. Give me a position where some men can actually Didn't speak. Then you bring up TV, bro? When, when you don't want to talk about there weren't shows for, for me? Yeah, give me give me the shows. Where the I, shows I mean, at? but you, you I... just told her that she couldn't and she no, did. No, no, no. What I'm know. talking about is real conversations. Men conversations. You, you just moved the goalpost, but it's all good. This is what we're talking about. Where are the men? What what I've been talking about is is a conversation where when men can have a conversation, not when we're talking about you know it's men on men talking, not about TV shows and stuff. I'm talking about where men can talk. Now, in regards, I I, of course women are the reason why. In regards for advertising, I always talk about in regards for like the you know where there's a lot of men that unfortunately drop the ball in this whole matter. I don't believe that women. Sh- I'm not a, a misogynistic person where I say where a woman belongs. That's not where I'm coming from in that stuff. But you have to understand is that's the thing. There's there's this all this movement of stuff like that of talking about this, of saying men do this, men do that. Now for the men, they're talking now, but they're talking in other parts of the world now. They're talking in YouTube. They're talking in amongst each other. That's why there's that growth right now. And so if you start seeing stuff when men start talking, this is men. Guys talk differently when it comes to locker rooms. Guys talk differently when it comes to the barbershop. But it's among five, six, seven men only. But now that you have a place like YouTube where men can start talking, you are literally hearing now women interjecting themselves in this conversation and saying, you guys can't talk that way. You need to control yourself. And J.D., you disagree with that? Um, I don't really, I don't necessarily disagree with there are women that feel that way, that, that feel like, you know, they don't agree with some of the things that are being spoken. I have more issue with the the whole idea that there's a lot of divisiveness in this. There's a lot of either or, like mm-hmm. either a man is being put down or he's being built up. A woman is being put down or she's being built up. I don't really think that a lot of I think that that decisiveness is there to feed these mobs of people. And I've always lived my life believing that divisiveness is something that people impose in order to separate you, in order to keep you apart from your what your ultimate goal should be, which is to, you know, pie in the sky, love each other. Like, no, it doesn't have to be all like that. But. I think that there's so much divisiveness rolling around that this is just another this is just another example of it. I don't feel like men um, are being put down. I don't feel like men are being, um, you know, moved over to the side because, you know, I don't have a TV show to watch with all guys. Shit, If, if you want a TV show to watch, <laughs> you watching one right now with a whole bunch of guys. And we talking about some some interesting things on Jump Off Live. Hit that like and subscribe button. But. If you feel if, if if there are so many men out there that are feeling this disrespected, like I'm trying to learn and understand, like I, I mean, wrap my head around where this disrespect is coming from. Like, where is this feeling of like it's like if, if I've been running, if I've been running, if I've been running shit for my entire fucking existence, how can I feel disrespected all of a sudden yeah, just because man. a woman decides that she has a voice? Couple chickens coming home to roost. Yeah, just because she wants to speak up and have her own things and have her own opinions. Now all of a sudden we gotta be mad and feel like we being disrespected, like somebody cut my fucking balls off. No, my balls ain't being cut off just because I feel a certain way Mm -hmm. and just because I'm cool with having a woman who can speak her mind as well. Just because I have this inferiority complex against myself because, oh man, she's, she's talking too much. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle that. That's your fucking problem, dudes. Mm -hmm. 
That's your problem. That's your fucked up problem. If you can't handle a woman who can speak her mind, that's your fucking problem. So you need to get that shit together with yourself first and foremost before you start coming at a woman and saying, oh, no, you can't talk to me like that. You shouldn't be able to say those things. No, she mm -hmm. can say whatever the fuck she want to say. You can, too. And if you can't handle being with a woman like that, you need to get your shit together. Grab your sack. Get your shit together. And then come at a woman that, you know, or, or go out and find a woman who's going to be passive for you. Who's going to be, you know, walking around and tiptoeing around you. If that's what you want and that's what makes you feel better, I hope you fucking find mm -hmm. that. Good luck. Good and, luck. And, but that's I not the type of woman that I want. That's not what I want. I want somebody it. who's going to be cool, uh, who's going to be strong enough to be able to speak her mind to me just as much as I can speak my mind to her. It and should that be 50-50. That's, that's, that's the type it. of relationship that I want. No, no, I don't, I don't know what these other guys cash are. App. Let, me, like. let me send you some cash app. Sure. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> well, I, I said th that's the thing right there, right? So you're you're you guys are asking me what the red pill movement is. I'm giving you guys some of the basics of what the men are feeling like. It's the direct opposite and the whatever happens in the feminist movement as well. And that's the biggest problem where a lot of people just decided to move left and move right. And my thing is that a lot of men should also, you know, because there's men who want relationships. I want a relationship, but understanding how the thing goes. That's where the middle part happens. And that's where men need to start holding their ground and keeping their frame rather than backing up and, and quitting. And you have to be able to be there and you have to be able to understand how it is for, you know, to handle things. And yes, there's nothing wrong with a woman being able to say your thing. There's nothing wrong with a woman getting an education. All that stuff is an important thing. But my thing is that, and that's where you go with the, with the red pill stuff. I mean, the purple pill stuff where the guys that are deciding that they do understand the mindset of how things are going. And by them understanding that stuff, they're going to stay in the middle and they want to be in the relationships and they will be there. And that's and that's where the, the focal point is. But at the very same time is I have empathy in both sides for the guys that move on to the left. I understand where they're coming from because I've been in the field. I've been in the part of talking to women. You, you guys start talking about how many women to approach. I've approached 150 women in average every week. I did that for three years. 150 women in three years. So I know in the field what you're going to be able to face in times in the sect of where it is in Arizona. So I know I so I see how men get rejected all the time. But you have to learn. Most men don't learn how to be able to. That. That's why most men are not good with rejection. Most men are not good with rejection because if you go take it back to the basic core of things of how men are, if you get rejected back in the days, you don't eat. That's, that's I, heavy there. You need to be able to find a woman that's right for you. If you decide as a man to be able to be wanting to find a woman, you have to find the right woman for you, the one the woman that's going to give you respect and you give respect. I believe in all of that. Do I, you know, will I call out a man if he's acting like a fool with a woman? Of course I'm going to check a man who does that. That's completely wrong. But one thing you don't see is we know this as men because at any time that there is a disagreement, we always come about and say, we know that there's a potential threat of violence between us if we have a disagreement. Women don't have that. Women have, in general, have stopped checking other women because women don't want confrontation. It's in their nature. And when they do confront each other, there is no fear of harm between each other. But men, we will talk and we will come up with the best solution as possible. Name me places where you start hearing women checking other women. 
Theirs is far from it, far, 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 far from, from any of that. I think women should be respected. But that problem that I have is when you start seeing what the changes are going on right now, look at, go over the internet. The, the, there's, yes, there's a men disrespecting women. I, you know, and, but there's way too much more that you're seeing where they're putting down the men. When's the last time you see, where you see a bunch of men trying to want to cancel culture a woman's show? It's not going to happen. We're not petty that way. Hey, John, yeah, you've been waiting there, man. I, I want to hear what you got to say on this, man, because I know you've been sitting there patiently waiting. For sure, man. It's, it's a lot of facts and opinions being dropped on here tonight, and the chat has been beautiful, man. I'm loving all the comments, all the opinions, all the perspectives, all the passion. There's a lot of passion in the comments tonight, and I'm, I'm just sitting here soaking it all up and taking it all in. And, and you know, uh, red pill, blue pill. Um, you know, each each side or whatever has has had a lot to say and has said some interesting and truthful things. I want to first give a shout out to JD for speaking the way he just spoke, man. I love that. I love that, man. You you spoke real. I think a lot of people agree with you. Uh, a lot of people definitely heard you, man. I love that. I I, I love that fire. Keep that going, baby. Keep that going. Um, just a little gassy. <laughs> Hey, sometimes take a little <laughs> gas to make that fire blaze, baby. Exactly. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look, man, not acknowledging that women have gone through a history of mistreatment and abuse is like saying racism doesn't exist. To me, to me, even in today's time where we have a vice president as a woman, as a black woman at that, we women are still being mistreated. We see it every single day so let's just put that out there that's real that's real you don't need to look at no numbers no statistics no debunking or anything women get mistreated particularly here in america we need them can't live with them can't live without them. that's what people say right definitely can't live without them. red pill blue pill there's a there's a so much encompassed around this concept this red pill blue pill i've been doing research i've been listening and hearing about different things in regards to red pill, blue pill. Here's the thing. You can choose either side. You can take either of those pills. And they'll attract, once you master that concept, they'll attract the type of woman that you're looking for if you take that red pill or that blue pill. But neither of those pills taking them will keep that woman. Neither of those pills will keep that woman. It's like taking medication. It is no shot to you, Dr. Zoe. We know medication is good. It helps people to relieve symptoms and whatnot. But it's, a, it's, it's, it's like putting a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. You know, it'll only temporarily patch it up. Medications help you deal with the problem. But it doesn't solve it. It doesn't solve it. Bottom line, a lot of people change the way they move and operate and think and speak and what they do. They change up their swag. They may wear their hat frontwards or backwards, right? Depending on where they are or who they're around, what kind of woman they're trying to attract or who they want to be with, or man, for that matter. Man, everybody in the arena, red pill, blue pill, this is just Johnny Dangerous perspective. Instead of taking these damn pills, just take a step back. 
Spend some time to yourself. Learn who you are. Learn what makes you tick. Learn what you don't like, what you do like, what you will put up with, what you won't put up with. Find some type of center, some type of higher power that you can seek towards and uh, meditate and pray on yourself. Build yourself up. That way you walk with this confidence. This You exude this positivity to where before you even open your mouth, people see it. They feel it. Your presence is known. Whether you're trying to get a man or a woman or whatever, they feel that energy. You can attract whatever you want to, to you, into your life. You can speak it into existence. First, you got to think it. Then you speak it. And those words become things from your relationship to your finances to the things that you want in your life, man. It starts right here. So stop taking this red pill, this blue pill, or whatever kind of pill, unless you prescribed it by a, a licensed doctor, physician. <laughs> but work on yourself, man. Stop putting a Band-Aid on it. Fix yourself and don't expect anybody else to do it or feel sorry for you while you're doing it. Get yourself right. You can have whatever you want. Good stuff, I, I guess, you know, this dating up, dating down thing, man, look, if you make yourself the best self you can be, ain't no dating up or down. You know what I'm saying? You find that person that you're looking for if you believe in you. And you'll keep that person if you exude that confidence. And that's just how I feel. Word from Johnny Dangerous. Hey, John, quick question, though. What if you do all that? And she does the opposite on the opposite end. You do everything to keep her, but she go ahead and leave you, bro. Man, find another one. Ride out. Ride out, man. Two fingers. Get on your horse. And that's, and, and that's why and that's why I was good. I'm getting to that point exactly for JD when to chime in here. This is the part about the quantity part. This is the part about the, this. The, what we're talking about these sketches is about dating. When we're dating here, people, we have to define exclusive or we are dating multiple people. I wanted to bring that back in about the quality and quantity. And then, of course, do you have quality quantity? You know, when you put yourself in those circles. I'm bringing this back because I know JD got heated and he was like, I, you know, what, what's up all this? I just need one, you know, whatever the case may be. But some people operate differently in the dating game. And that if you know where the quality is at, the strength and numbers show that, hey, this woman looks beautiful. She has all the things here, but she's not for me. But she's in the right circle because you're dating in quality. You can say, hey, my man, like, let's say if JD, you're single. Hey, I know this woman over here. She's not for me, but she's for you. So that's what we're talking about dating multiple quality and quantities. Sometimes we look short sighted in dating when we say, hey, I got to have all this and that. You know what, though? But there's a science to this here that we are not looking. And like John just said there, so taking these pills, take a step back. Assess this, assess the situation here, what you're trying to do with your life here. Because one of the things that we have here in this dating game that we're seeing here is that it is different like we have two single people on the panel here everybody's got in relationships here so and also in the chat too we have a lot of people who are in relationships we have to remember that the people in relationships y'all don't know how the single game is today mikey and zoe can talk on this here which i want to go back to them right now it is rough in these streets here you know that's why yeah zoe you woke up on me there there we go here i want to come back to zoe here because it's rough in these streets here and that's why we're talking about this red pill stuff do you Prior to us having this conversation, though, let me ask you here, and I want to come to Jeff, too, as well. I said I was going to come to Jeff, but I kind of went this way here. No, you're good. You're good, bro. Okay, good. Uh, have you think you've encountered red pill men? 
without see you, you we're understanding now but prior to this here do you think that you've run across these men i feel like i've run across the men now i'm thinking as as i've encountered the red pill kind of philosophy i've encountered men who've said to me you look like you would take too much work right you seem really nice but it looks like you would take too much work um or you look like the kind of woman that um is more of a wife and not a girlfriend i've also met men who I didn't really know who Kevin Samuels was until I went on a date and somebody was quoting figures and I was like, you don't even read. Like, where are you getting these statistics from? So I Googled the figures and I was like, oh, you are subscribing to this YouTube channel and just everything from this man's mouth because he would, he would refer to himself in the third person of, I'm, you know, and when high value men like myself and I didn't even know what that was. And so, it was really awkward because I'm sitting here going, is this what people do these days? I've been married for a while and now I'm divorced. I don't know what the world is like, but this man sounds like he's quoting all these statistics. Where's it coming from? When I looked it up, I realized it's from Kevin Samuels. Now I, I, I gave it its due diligence to listen to all of what he had to say. But some of the times when I run into the men who are more red pill, um, meaning they'll t they tell you they're not, they may say, I'm not looking for a relationship because I don't want to settle down. You, you seem really serious. You seem cool. And I respect somebody who will tell me up front that I'm not about what you're about. I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm okay with that. Tell me up front. Um, but there are also some people, because for me, the game for me is the anti-game. If somebody comes and they're too slick, they're too polished, too smooth, and talking too much game, I'm out. Because the thing is, the whole pickup culture um, you know, I grew up in a country full of pickup artists. You, we talked about that last show. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Dog and Jamaican men again. People. <laughs> I'm not dog and Jamaican men. <laughs> dog Jamaican men segment. <laughs> but what I am saying is if you are, if, if you grow, if you grew up in a city area and you ever watch card sharks, you start to watch their mannerisms. You see how they move. You can realize sometimes in dating, you might be talking to a card shark. Okay. It's, it's the whole bait and switch. It's the whole, I'm going I'm, I'm to tell you what you want to hear. And it's almost scripted because you're telling me all the things I want to hear. Um, what are you really about? So I've encountered that in my experience dating my friends. You talked a little bit about women don't check women. Um, your circle, I, I believe in something called the circle of five. My circle of five, they're responsible for checking me. If I'm out there and I'm not being checked, I need to change my circle. Now, I don't need you to publicly check me because I check myself often. But in my circle of five, I tend to discuss what the dating world is like and what, what my, my friends and my peers are encountering. And the thing is, a lot of men are not willing to take the risk of losing their assets as they get older. They're not willing to run the risk of the long drawn out court battle and all those things. Um, and so I often say that those men will continue to live at home in their mother's house not, ne not necessarily because they can't afford it, but because that means you can't come there. You don't have access to them. They'll put other things in a lot, a lot of buffers in place and barriers to connection. They'll often make excuses for why they can't get close to you. And that's when I realized, okay, so if you, you don't want a relationship, then don't spend the time. But that's not the thing. You're just one of many quality women. That, like, that's what Mikey was saying. You're one of many quality women because I once went out with a guy who only dated doctors. I was like, this was a fetish or something. It was literally <laughs> like, he's just, I, I mean, I didn't mention, I said that I worked in medical records, um, which if anybody knows the health system working in medical records, you're probably at the bottom of the totem pole. 
Um, and when he found out later on that I was, a, a, I think he Googled me and found out I was a doctor, he became even more interested, um, which was a red flag for me. Like, why weren't you interested before? He so one of the two things I noticed is some of the men will kind of keep, um, in their minds, they think they're keeping a stable, they'll refer to it that way, of women who are quality and keep it loose so that they can call on you when they want to go somewhere and waste your time. And that's where my circle of five checks me, right? And it's important to have that accountability. But do I need to say that I have no voice and I'm a victim? No, I have a circle of five. We have our space. Um, and when I date, I look for the signs of a person who does not want a relationship because I want a relationship. So if you're not about that, then I'm out. Real fast, shout out to the chat. It's getting it's getting crazy on there, Mikey. I know, I know I'm trying to focus, but read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to get, get to Jeff and Mikey. The chat is crazy. I, I got a comment on one real fast here. Uh, for your friend Ashley Shaw, the courts are not for the men. I can comment personally, Ashley, about are not in favor of the court. women. No, for the, it's, it's for the women, not for the men. I can I can comment personally about custody court. How my family we had to spend a hundred thousand dollars to get custody of my niece and my nephew from the mother. I can go into details about the situation where we shouldn't have to spend that, but the laws are so jaded against men that how we have to spend so much money for custody. I'm just, I, I know that's a long drawn conversation. I'm just saying that I can personally speak on that from another conversation, but the chat is popping. We love this. We yeah. need these dialogue, these conversations here. Mikey, yeah, I know you got your hand She says the court system does not favor no. the women. So I will say on. that the court system does not account for the mothering. I have never been able, when I was going through my situation, it wasn't, and there was very little animosity, but I will say there was no calculation to express or explain or give me some kind of, um, for the time I spent being a primary caregiver, the court doesn't care. The court looks as yeah. numbers. They the don't care. Yeah, they need they need work. I, I get it. But even though let's look at the basic statistics, 13 percent of men only get the custody of their kids. The woman is able to control that narrative and be able to use that. Not all women, but a majority of women can use that to be able to what handle the business for the man and take the money. 13 percent. OK. And she's and, and then your and then Ashley goes and spend a day in the protective order division. Women don't get much. Let's go ahead and do talk about the protect the whole protective disorder. One in one in three women will receive a form of abuse right? Sexual, physical, mental abuse. Man-wise, in the whole United States, it's one out of four. One out of four. What are you getting right? from so Go ahead and look it up. It's called stats. That's the thing. I want to back up things with logic as well and stats. That's how I'm going to be able to prove my point. So Dot you com. have every, every moment to be able to look at one out of four men. But let's look at this basic stuff. Since she's talking about protective order as well, for abuse-wise, how many places in the United States that has shelter for women who have been abused? Thousands. How many do we have for shelters for men who get abused? Because men do get abused. And guess what? If a man gets abused and he claims it, no one's going to try to much believe him. He's going to get put down by women saying he's a sissy or whatever. Cops are not going to be able to say. It, you know, if you get into a violent altercation with a woman where a woman attacks a man, doesn't matter whatever happens. At the end, the man gets pulled out and gets sent to jail. So here's the thing. There's only one one place that allows shelters for men, for them, if they're being abused and they need shelter. Yet all of a sudden, when there's a disagreement in the house, who gets kicked out of the house? The man. This, this, see, this is the thing. Your friend here tries to go ahead and put some stuff here. Back yourself up with logic. Don't just go ahead and start spitting this words out here. 
This is the biggest problem. What exactly what I'm talking about? How women want to shoot their shot and all of a sudden don't have backup anything. It's a bunch of ad hominems and just a bunch of name calling. Back your stuff up. You, you're 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 behind. So because the you say something's a statistics means that it's accurate. You, you Look just it know. Up then. I can say, it, but what I'm saying is I'm putting it out here right now because I know those statistics because I've been I've been knowing them. So they can go ahead and look it up themselves. But the thing, though, is don't talk in all this stuff and say all of a sudden say something and then not be able to back it up. That's the biggest problem. Let's just Abuse look is one of the most underreported, underreported. And it is more underreported among men. But upon the reporting, one out of four men gets abused. We, we need to, we, uh, the, yeah. these guys need to pick a damn lane. Like, are you going to be this big, tough, strong man who needs to have a submissive JD. woman? Or are you going to be a bitch and talk about how my woman is beating me? Like, which one is it going to hey, be? JD, like, hey, pick no, a lane. I got to, I got to, I got to, hold on. Let me, I can, JD, oh, these dudes going to be hard. You're going to be extra tough or you're going to be soft laying in the corner somewhere. JD, that's the problem. is it? Hold on, Mikey, let me get in. JD, that's funny, but that's really a problem. It is. What you said right there was the problem. That is a problem yeah. because, you know, real facts though, there are men getting their ass whooped and they're yeah. too scared to stand up. And then we we can joke around about and it. You but just shame them. Which right one now. is it though? Which one is it? Are these are, are we going to be alpha men or are we going to be men that's getting beat in the corner? Which one Not is every it? Every man's an alpha, JD. Okay, exactly. And that's exactly the point that I want well, everybody no, to understand. We're joking about someone getting their ass whooped though. See, if we did that about uh, look, women, no, 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 JD, JD, JD. If we did that about a woman. This show will be done on YouTube right now, right? If we started going in and start doing that, but that's misandry. Do anyway. Let me start this. Does anybody know what the word misandry means? She a character in the on chat. Game of in, in the it's chat. In the chat. Does anybody know what misandry means? Put it in the chat. Except for YouTube. men and dislike or prejudice to men. See, we can't have. We, we can't. Thrones, do, too, so. this, this is hypocrisy. We can't. We, we're we're having these good dis discussions here. We can't do it both ways. We cannot say we're gonna be. You know, talk women this way. And then having serious discussions and this shit on men. But this red pill, blue right? pill, blue pill, purple pill is all. We're, that's exactly no, what this is. No, okay. no, 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 You got it Let me go ahead and ease it out for you, okay? Let yeah. me ease it out for you. Remove the red pill, remove the blue pill, remove the purple pill. If what I'm pills are we to, taking then? No pills at all right now. Just okay, remove okay. that because the thing is you're attaching something to it. If I'm a man and I'm able to understand more about women, to know them more as a person, to be able to figure them out, would that put me in advantage for someone to be able to meet the right woman, to be able to have a conversation? Put you in an advantage? If I know more, if, if I'm willing to be able to know more about women, how, how they act, how they interact, would that put me in advantage on being able, like, here's a perfect example. Dr. Zoe, are, are, you, are, you, are you a pretty good imaginative person? Yeah. You are? Come closer to the camera. Okay. I want you to close your eyes. I know. Think. I want you to think of a cube right now. Can you imagine a cube? Mm -hmm. I want you to describe the cube. Is it big or is it small? Medium-sized. Medium-sized cube. Okay, looking into the cube, is it more of a 3D or is it actually in a flat surface? 3D. 3D. Now, looking at that into the cube, are you able to see through? Is it solid or is it see-through? Solid. Solid. Now, looking at that cube, is it actually raised from the ground or is it actually flat on the ground? The edge of it touches the ground on one corner. Because it's a 3D, so you have it like a diamond, right? Am I guessing right? Yeah. Okay, so it's like a diamond shape. Okay. And touching. So it's barely touching the stuff. 
So now looking at that, I want you to pretend and I want you to imagine a ladder. Can you think of a ladder right now? Can you imagine every, a ladder somewhere in the cube? Mm -hmm. Where's the ladder to the cube? It's not touching. No, I can't imagine it touching the cube because my cube is spinning. The cube is spinning. Interesting. All right. So where's the ladder? Laying on the ground. Laying on the ground? It's, so just it's flat. So you can't even climb it, right? Right. Okay. Now looking, I want you to go ahead and imagine a horse. <laughs> okay. Do you see a horse? Mm-hmm. Describe to me the horse. It's a tan-colored horse. Okay. Give me a more description. What else do we know? Um, with a long tail and just, you know, has a couple white spots on it. White spots in it? All right. From all that stuff, I want you to imagine a storm. Imagine a storm right now. Where's a storm? Imagine a storm in the same scene? Just imagine a storm right now. Okay. Does a storm, storm is, enter? Okay, got a storm. Mm -hmm. Where is it at to the cube? Uh, I don't picture it near the cube. So it's not it's not on top of the cube. It's far away somewhere. Mm -hmm. Is it a if it's a fucked up storm, heavy storm, or is it like a very light storm? Like a summer storm. Summer and storm. A light so rain. Light rain. Okay, perfectly fine. So open up your eyes. You know what that all means? Not a damn thing. No, it means something. <laughs> but I just want I just want to see if I can mess around with you and see if make you do something. Right. You just got me to pay attention to you, um, listen to you, and follow the instructions. But most men can't keep a woman's attention enough to be able to have a conversation. I do this every day with patients. Exactly. You, you get so them to now, follow instructions. Hold on. It's actually, it's not, it's not done. I have, it's actually something that I made you do. The cube is a description of you, of your ego as a person. It's a description of you. So the fact that you have a medium cube, that means you have a medium ego. You, know, you don't think you're a person who's like really fucked up. I'm the shit. But, or you're at the same time, it's like, you know, I, I don't, I'm not anybody. So the fact that that's who you are as a, as, um, as a cube, the fact it's 3D, that means there's multi- there's multi sides of you as a person that you are a person that there's a lot of things going on with you in life that you have so much stuff about you. The fact that it is solid, right? It's a solid cube, uh -huh, yeah. right? The fact it's solid, that means you're, you, you don't share yourself automatically with everybody. You're a person that's very guarded, but at the very same time as when you want to open up to somebody, um, you can open up, but you make the decision to be able to open up for a person, right? The fact that it's actually an, it's an angle where the tip is touching, so it looks like a diamond. So that's your ego. So that means your ego is very price is priceless. You value yourself as a person. Mm -hmm. What the funny part is, the ladder is a description of your ambitions in life. The fact that the ladder is actually in the ground, that means you don't need to climb your ambitions because you already made your ambitions in life. You wanted to be a doctor, and now you're a doctor. So you don't need to climb it. So if it's a heavy, if it's a ladder that's hard to climb, that means, you, and it's close by to the cube, that means, you know, you know where you want to be, but at the very same time, it's hard to climb. If the, if the ladder is far away, that means you know where you want to be, but it's far there, right? Now, here's the fun part. You described a tan-colored horse. The horse is your ideal man. Looking into the horse, where is it located to the cube right now? It's near the horse. It's, yeah, they're close to each other. Is it in front of each other, back of it, and the side? On the side. So that means you want a man who's a tan-colored long tail. I don't even want to know what you mean by long tail. Okay. <laughs> Jamaican man who should be this. All right. Lots. All right. But, but you want a tan-colored horse. And you want a man who's actually by your side. That's your ideal man is for him to be by your side. Okay. If, if you find somebody. So now looking at you know, the storm, the storm is, it describes your um, problems in life. 
they do exist, as you say, but it's a light summer rain, so it's not really that bad, and it's far away from the cube. So they do exist in your life, but it's there. So if I explain all that to you right now, and I just met you, we, don't, we only talked here, and we have, some, we have some great conversations and go back and forth. But yeah. as a me describing you as a person who never met you personally one-to-one, from a, from a scale of 1 to 10, right there, what's the number that you can give me that I, I, I guessed you accurately? I'd say about an eight. Okay. So if I met you in a club and I start talking to you and I, and I kind of want to be able to know more about you, instead of me sliding down on the side and say, what's your, you know, what's your number? What's your sign? And I actually go in and have a conversation with you to be able to find more about you, to know more about you as a person that describes you. Would that give me a head start over other people? Well, first of all, the fact that you're communicating with me in a respectful way, that would, mm -hmm. be, the, that would be it. And I made you smile. I made you, I made. And you're focusing your attention on me, mm -hmm. right? The problem we're, we're, is, mm -hmm. the problem is most men are not taught that way to be able to have that conversation that we just had. If I have that same conversation with any woman that I meet in a club, I have their attention. But at the very same time as they have my attention fully. The problem is a lot of men were not taught by their fathers how to be able to talk to men, to talk to women. And a lot of men have this anger. And I think that's why I'm saying a lot of the people in the red pill have anger because they never learn how to be able to pick up a woman or talk to a woman and just have a conversation. And my thing is, whenever I meet people in the red pill community, I always tell them, I said, there's ways to actually understand women, use your knowledge about what's going on. But ultimately, you don't want to be angry because you want to meet a woman. If you really want to meet a woman, then you need to come to the, to the, to the purple pill area and you want to be able to understand women. I guess you an eight out of a 10. That right there is what they call a cold read. So if I did that in a club, imagine if I approach 150 women anywhere in the world in one week and I use that same routine that they probably never heard of, would that make me better? To, and I'm not talking about trying to have sex with them, trying to, trying to mess with their heads. I'm talking about having an honest conversation. But most people can't even have the conversation. Men are talking crap about women, which is completely wrong. But then you have a bunch of women talking crap about men. I'm like, I want to meet in the middle. You know, there's going to be guys right now in, in the chat room that's going to be like, oh, crap, Mike. I thought Mike was a red pill. I believe in the red pill because my eyes are open and I understand it. But I also believe in a real relationship, a positive relationship and all that stuff. You know, that's the thing. People jump, jump right away on their comments down below. And that's what pisses me off. It's because know me first a little bit. Where, I'm, where am I coming from? That's the thing right there is I wanted to be able to have a fruitful conversation with you and know more about you. Now that I know more about you, I know how to navigate stuff around you as a person. But if, if I'm a guy who's a pickup artist and I go the other way, I can also use that to be able to qualify myself to take a woman home and sleep with them. I choose not to do that. Have I done that? Yes, I have done that because I know the game of what happens and how women choose. I know the game that can happen. But I think that people should not take advantage of the knowledge that they have. Women do it all the time. Men do it all the time. There's a middle point. And that's what I'm fighting for. But for women to say that men thinking this way, the way, we're, the way these men are thinking and where they are with the red pill and all of a sudden just push them as like, you know, misogynist or whatever. No, learn something about it. 
Like for those people out there right now talking about this, talking crap, some of the ladies saying I'm wrong or this and that, I'm all over. Watch the movie The Red Pill. A woman made it. A feminist woman made it. A feminist woman. And so you can understand the plight of a lot of the men who have these problems, who are thinking like this. They're, you know, that's the thing. You know, sometimes you have to open up yourself no matter what. But there's no opportunity given. We, we were having these conversations going back and forth. But I said, you know what, let me stop this. Let me find out more about Dr. Zoe. And we have a fruitful conversation. Fruitful conversation. Hey, we're still here too now, damn it. Yeah, and I, I got to say real fast. Mike went from the most hated person on the squad to the chat is starting to fall in love with Mike. I'm seeing some side comments on my phone here. It's like, I didn't know Mike had this side in him. You know, so this is this is great conversation here. Jeff, I know you've been sitting there patiently waiting on that. That was Mike. That was like almost a mic drop literally almost there for you, for you there last couple of weeks here. What you got added on that, Jeff? I know you've been sitting there waiting. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a I don't have a whole lot to to add. I just um a lot a lot of times these shows I leave with sometimes more questions than answers. Um, but I think that a, a lot of a lot of what we're talking about today, people need to focus more on building. And I've said this before. <laughs> Damn, uh, Mike really mic dropped. He dipped out. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <on there. laughs> um, <laughs> I think that people need to focus more on building bridges as opposed to building walls. A lot of what we're talking about tonight are, you know, welcome back, Mike. <laughs> um, yeah, people need to focus more on building building bridges than building walls. A lot of what we're talking about tonight are people building these walls. What I'm going to do, what I'm not going to do, et cetera, et cetera. Also, a lot of, a lot of what I'm hearing too, um, people going into certain situations having a victim mentality. Woe is me, you know, playing playing that victim role. So you're operating at a deficit when when you do that. So it, it just seems like there's there's too many instances where people are going into these scenarios assuming the worst uh or expecting, yeah, assuming or expecting, you know, quote unquote worst case scenarios. And you can't operate from that. And to, to John's point that he said before, building yourself up, you know, doing that self-development, everything like that's going to get you to a point where you can be open and you can you can you can accept whatever positivity comes your way. Because a lot of what I'm seeing and hearing is negativity and 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 assumptions of negativity. Oh, well, she just go be like this, or he just go be like that. And it's like, damn, if you stay, if you if that's if that's how you coming out the gate. Where it's got, everything's gonna be fucked up, then you're you're gonna continue to generate fucked up situations. You know that's that's kind of how that's kind of how I see that. It's, it's a mentality thing. A lot of times too, people seem to be making um, assumptions. Like Doctor Zoe, you were saying that a guy would say, "Well, I can tell that you go do X, Y, and Z. I can tell you ain't gonna do this, or you go do that." It's like, damn, like you you meet somebody and five minutes in, you already you broke them down like that, and you can. It, that's just something, man. So. I don't mean to uh, just kind of go off on all different types of tangents or anything like that, but what happened to assuming positive intent? <laughs> you can, you can, you can, you can, you can get screwed over. I, I understand that, but if you go into these situations, man, assuming the worst and in and in a combative state, then that's not going to get you very far. True that. Combative state, negative state here, JD. 
You've been yes, sir. Wait, you've been patiently waiting there with your grandpa hat. Oh yeah, man. You know, it's it's just a different type of swag. You know, grown know grown man swag. You know, but know anyway, what you got? What you got extra on? There, anyway, man? um, yeah, I don't uh, I don't have too much to to add. It's it's a uh, this this conversation has has been interesting and eye opening to me. Um, I enjoy the differing points of view that come from everybody on our panel. Um, I enjoy the differing points of view that come from everyone in the chat, like just watching um, and, you know, sort of moderating the chat. It's it's interesting to see the, the differing points of view. Um, and I encourage people to continue to do that. But like I said, I, I blocked somebody for a little bit. Take a time out, go stand in the corner for a little bit because, you know, don't, don't no, no taunting. We're not going to have a toxic chat. Yeah, like, it's cool to, to come in and hang out and get your points across, but we're not going to be toxic. I don't, I don't do the toxicity. I can't even spell toxicity. But um, <laughs> as far as our conversation tonight, um, I, I've definitely enjoyed it. The what what Mike did a little while ago blew my mind. That was that was awesome. Like I'm I, deep. I, I'm deep. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I was you know I was sitting. I was trying to answer like what what kind of horse do I? <laughs> what horse do I like? No, Where's no, my no. ladder at? You know what I mean? You, you do that to a man. If you do that to the man, you're gonna freak out. How's how's where, where my cube at? Uh, <laughs> my, my tail pretty big. Um, oh, hey yo! <laughs> but um, you know, just just hearing the the different points of views, and yeah, I'm trying to get serious again. Um, just hearing the different <laughs> points of views. Um, hearing the different points of views and understanding and trying to to put myself in a place where um, I can understand these other points of views. I think that's what this is about. It's not necessarily uh, agreeing with it. It's not necessarily uh, disagreeing with it. It's understanding someone else's point of view. You can have your own point of view if you want to be a part of the real pill, red pill community, blue pill, purple pill, whichever one. Um, you know, go ahead. Like if that if that's you and that's how you feel, if you want to go all the way and and dive into the incel uh, end, you know, you you can go ahead and do that as long as it's you and as long as you're not necessarily out there trying to sway and influence others. I think that's the problem that we run into here a lot is that people are so, um, people are so gullible and willing to follow something and willing and wanting to follow something and wanting to fit into something and be a part of something. That they will go as far as to 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 fall into that sort of um, you know, that sort of idea, that sort of lifestyle. And hey, if it's for you, it's for you. But I don't really think that you should. Well, I'm not. I I, I can't tell people what they what they should think. But I mean, it's not for me. But if it's for you, you know, you do you. As long as it don't hurt me, and as long as you're not hurting any of mine, you know, go ahead and do you. But I think that it's tough when you're out there um, and you have a inherently negative view of you know what your um your your human counterpart is and if you have that negative view it's kind of hard to 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 remain positive when it's like that and that's that's where i kind of feel for for people like that yeah, i hear that sincerely there jd and i know zoe dr zoe wants to comment on a few yes. of the items as well yes i think that you know i really enjoyed reading the chat in fact I mean, the chat was just popping. It was impressive to see the, the conversation and people learning from each other, different perspectives, right? And so that's the beauty of a show like this is to give 
the space because women sometimes don't have a conversation with men um, and especially men that will tell them how they really feel, which, you know, we do that all the time at the jump off. So thank you all for participating in the chat. And then, you know, like I said, my girl, Ashley, uh, she is she is my attorney um, and we went to college together and represent uh, University of Chicago. So we're talking big smarts, um, really proud, but love the conversation for the women who are in the chat. I think that we need more conversations when we hear what men think. I think being open to hearing what men think is important because we have different kinds of views. Um, and so I really enjoyed everyone taking that time to listen and us all taking turns. I wish this would start at middle school. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I say it, Can I we say get it. Ashley on the show? Huh? Can we get Ashley on Can the show? Can we get Ashley on the show? For real, I feel like Ashley. Wait a minute. Oh, no. she said Ashley from, she's from University of Chicago with you, though. University of Chicago. Yeah. She's gonna kill me. I, I was there all the time. I, did I not see her during those, during those she years? She was studying. Oh, okay, so she's locked in the room. That makes sense then. Cause we was, we was out kicking it all the time. But man, yeah. Shout out to the chat here once again, people. We need that HBO special. Help a brother out. Click like, subscribe. No, it sounds corny, but I'm gonna keep saying on every show here. HBO. Help a brother out. Click like, subscribe. Click that follow button. Also, what I wanted to add to uh, before we uh, sign off here, man, it's been going on about a couple hours here, man. You know, who knows? We might do a three, four hour session of the show here, but, you know, but one of the things that we have to remember, people, is that the dating game that we're seeing now, some of us in the chat and people who are not in the dating game, what's happening now in these streets is not the same thing that's happened in the 2010s and not happened in the 2000s or when our, we have older siblings were dating or our parents were dating. It's a whole different ballgame. And so a lot of times we come in with these ideas of dating that's finite. We look at it and we say, hey, this is what it is. And the thing is that the game has changed. We've seen so many changes within the culture, especially in the 60s. I, I want to go to another show down the line. Where we talk about feminism and also integration that's also impacted the black community in dating that we're not even seeing and not even looked at or touched that a lot of people have. That are so many macro factors that impact us. But we have to look at the fact that today is different. We are not in the same age that we're dating back in the day. So we can't be fighting and thinking that this is the way it is and we should be this way. We have to understand the younger people who are in this game and who are explaining these things. Like Mike's in the game here because like in these stats, the younger audience who are dating right now, we have to talk to them. We got to get them on the show. They're the ones who are in the rut. We may be talking about, what I don't get this. Blah, blah. Nah, they're the ones who I watch these YouTube videos and we're talking about the Peef Network or Aiden, 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 Aiden the Table. These are the folks that's going to have it worse. If we have kids, our kids are going to be in the worst predicament in the next 10 to 15 years. That's why we got these conversations. We cannot be finite. We have to be open, listen to dialogue. We cannot close our ears down, literally, because that's what we're seeing sometimes here. Until we get open up, bring these walls down so men and women can talk, and then we can finally get to a common place. Mikey, I know you want to say something there. Or did you? Or were you? Or are no, you I, I, I oh. put myself on mute. I'm oh, okay. I thought you wanted to say something. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. My thing is that it's all about, you know, we, we talked about all these positivity stuff that, you know, towards the end. And I think that's where it is, is that I think, you know, if, if most people just don't understand that just because a woman says no to you, you're not supposed to take that personally. The thing though is when a man gets a no, the, the man needs to be able to self-assess himself and have self-accountability. I think a lot of men nowadays don't have self-accountability. For me, wise back in the days, if I got a no, my, my question to myself is like, what did I do that was not good enough to be able to have a conversation with this woman? You know, and that I think is one of the biggest problems because some guys, because of fear of rejection, when you get rejected, some guys just get so mad and start blaming the woman. 
you just, I'm not going to blame a woman because she 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 said no to me. I'm going to blame myself and say I didn't do something about it. So what do I do next? Do I need to level up? And some of these guys, and I'm going to go back. I'm going to go again. You know, I know I've been talking a lot about the women on, on everything a lot today, but I'm going to go back to the guys. Come on, guys. If you if, if you're going to be complaining, level yourself up. You know, the thing though is, you you if if a guy starts whining about how these women want to be with a <laughs> With, with, with a high value man, then then do then level yourself up so you put yourself in the playing field to be able to have the opportunity to be at bat. You know the thing though is just that it, it's the funniest thing. I, mean, I, I for the guys that complain so much in the red pill movement, and then I, I see some guys and I'm like, well, no wonder a woman don't want to approach you, and no wonder a woman doesn't want to talk to you. It's like self accountability thinks one of the biggest things. Positivity is one of the biggest things. And, and, and assessing yourself always to be better. And unfortunately, some guys also are at fault where they approach the wrong women. Men, a man needs to know what his level is. But sometimes guys want also the, men, the women that they will not ever have a chance with at all. And then all of a sudden, they're going to blame the system. So each side has their own accountability to do. But in the end, as men, we need to be accountable for ourselves. And just like, you know, going back to the positive, like there's always going to be somebody that you can meet. But the thing is, most guys now are, are, you know, nowadays talking about the 20-year-olds are just stuck in their mama's basement and think that sliding in the DM is what's going to get them a woman. <laughs> what kind of woman are you going to get if you find her in the DMs? You know, that's just my thing on that. Profound, Mike. John. What you got for me, John, man? Yeah, now, real quick, man. Um, knowledge is power, ain't it? <laughs> um, what we have to realize is that this game that we call life is a game of chess, not checkers. See, what I realize, you know, when we're talking about blue pill, red pill, and this concept can go for anything in life. You become, you can become a master at anything. You can become a master at anything if you study it, if you become a student to it. There's science all around us. There's a science to this thing, right? And the more you learn, the more you can apply what you've learned. Um, fellas, you can be a master and become a player and get all the women you want. Knock them down, line them up and knock them down. You can do that. Ladies, you become a master and, and, and get that bag from many of men that'll pay you just give you money for whatever reason you can become a master of that but all in all you got to think about what defines your happiness in the end you want to be able to look back on your life when that time comes where you was running and gunning mastering the things that you desired to get what you wanted that was temporary um uh, and realize that man what really matters is you becoming a master of yourself when you become a master of yourself when you get to really know yourself i'm always going to go back to this whenever we have these talks like this i'm always going to go back to self if you become a master of yourself man you can conquer any and everything in this world you can defy the gravities of you can't uh you never will uh you ain't got it in you you can defy all of that but it all starts right here once you do that man you can do whatever. You can find whatever. Just let it be of something of substance, something you can look back and be proud of to say that you did it. This is what you 
mastered and put your energy towards and attracted to you. Did it do good for you? Did it do good for others? Keep that in mind. You can become a master of anything, but you need to master yourself before you get out there and get yourself hurt or hurt somebody. And that's words from Johnny Dangers. That's what's up, John. Man, I think that should be the way we should close this out here. We've gone a couple hours here, jump off live, man. HBO special, the brother out, click like, subscribe, click that bell notification. You know, we're, we're having these great conversations, profound, deep, you know, may get a little heated, may get a little tense, but at the end of the end of these couple hours, we're coming back and doing kumbaya and loving each other and whatsoever. You know what I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. Love, love everybody in this panel, love everybody in the chat here. So shout out to Jeff. You got any final words before we sign out, Jeff? Peace and love. That's it, man. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> nope. Much love to everybody, man. Really appreciate all the love and support. And thank you for the two thumbs down we got. That means we really on the map. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> that we, 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 <laughs> means we made it. <laughs> for real. Yeah. For real. We got some yeah. thumbs down. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to go find my horse with a long tail. <laughs> and, some white spots. and some white spots don't forget that i remember yes. the white spots <laughs> no, she wants some freckles on that dude <laughs> you mike final comments yeah all right no final words uh john you got you had a great profound thing hey i'm just happy we all can get together and do this every week fellas great. ladies in the chat 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday. Jump off live. Come back here and check us out. You know, we got Mike. You can check him out on his other channels. Dr. Zoe, you know, we got the Musk Clinic here. I'm that dude named Dave, JD, John, Jeff. We're going to be signing out, and we'll be back next week. Jump off. Jump off.